0: Hi, I'm Doug Bennett. Welcome to my podcast, Goals Do Come True. In 2004, I wrote 11 goals in a 59P notebook and it got tucked away in the drawer. When I found it again five years later, I found that I'd completed 10 out of 11 of the goals that I'd written down. So I set myself some more challenging goals and I now find myself in a completely different financial position. So listen in to the secrets of how goals do come true. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Goals Do Come True, my podcast or every week. And today I'm joined by John Kenny. Very pleased to have you on board, John. Now, John is known as the Relationship Guy. He's a founder of Interpersonal Relationship Coaching. He's an author, a documentary maker and a speaker. And he coaches successful singles who struggle with successful intimate relationships. I think we'll dive into there and see what he's got to say for himself. Over to you, John. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got involved in this and what you do.
1: Hi, uh, Thanks for having me today. Yes, as you said, I'm the relationship guy. So my background is in therapy. So I originally trained as a counsellor back in 2004. And then I met a coach back in 2012. She said, so you're helping these people with their counselling, why does your life still suck? And I said, I have no idea. And she kind of opened up the door that although I might know what my story was, I wasn't telling myself a new story. I wasn't changing anything. I was just sitting in my own miserable space and not moving forwards. So that got me really interested in coaching. So I decided to do a diploma in coaching and trained as a coach and then started to kind of fuse my coaching into my counseling because i was much more interested in the okay now we know where we are what are we are going to do with this mm-hmm. and then in 2016 i was also apart from, as well as running my own counseling agency i was also a therapist in the nhs i decided to leave the nhs and just go completely out on my own with the john kenny coaching then predominantly focusing on relationships so my training is in originally in counseling then as coach I also did a hypnotherapy diploma and I'm an NLP practitioner and I take bits of each of those and put them into what I've called interpersonal relationship coaching and that's the approach that I use with my clients to help them to understand where they are within themselves as far as their relational beliefs are, what their relational patterns might be, how they've maybe formed attachments in the past so whether they've got a healthy or amount adaptive attachment. And that will then decide the kind of relationship they have with themselves and also the kind of relationships that they attract and find in their lives. And I help them to kind of understand what that's all about for them so then they can put themselves into a different space and attract the kind of relationships they want and manage the ones that might be causing them problems.
0: So so get, get rid of the bad stuff and bring in the new good stuff. Yeah, so
1: attract the right stuff <laughs> <laughs> and notice when you're attracting the wrong stuff.
0: Yeah, okay. There are people that just go from disaster to disaster in the relationship. So I think.
1: Hands up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hands up. Who might have done that? I'm 20, 25 years into my relationship with Mm -hmm. Bonnie. So we're all pretty cool. Although, you know, maybe we should ask her (laughs) how the relationship is. So, coaching. I love coaching. I I love what it does for people. But this is a goal setting podcast so tell me how you mix up goal setting with with the stuff that you do have you got any you know there's the SMART acronym have you got a a take on that is there a different one that you use is there a slant on that one
1: yeah I don't have a specific kind of an acronym that I follow Mm -hmm. because everybody's different so they might not buy into those different processes so I like to find out about the individual first of all so I do a DISC personality profile with them uh, to understand what kind of personality they they have so that's whether they're dominant influence the steady or compliant and that will inform me and them about actually what motivates them to reach the goals that they're setting Um, when it's about their relationships then it's about understanding their past and what their blocks to success might be Mm -hmm. so if they aren't able to follow through with the goals that they set for themselves or some people don't sit very comfortably even with the word goals. So we might use intentions or dreams or outcomes, whatever it might be. Um, and again, that's the kind of the neurolinguistic stuff coming in to yeah. so what words suit you. And then we look at what they'd like to achieve, actually what they want for their lives. So we look at their purpose, we look at their values and their principles and we see what fits with them. And then they're authentic and congruent in the goals that they're setting for themselves at that point, especially when it comes around to relationships of what do they want from somebody in a relationship? What do they want their next experience to be like? Most people have a tendency to have a big don't want list. But as I like to say, if you go to the park trying to avoid dog poo, yes, the only thing you're looking for is dog poo.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) um, You might go avoiding those types of things, but actually you're going to miss out on everything else that's in the park so you're not going to see the flowers the trees you're not going to be able to play on the playground you are going to just spend your time avoiding the bad stuff so um, if you take your mind away from that and start focused a bit more on what you do want you might occasionally tread in a bit of dog poo but everything else is so great and wonderful and heading in the right direction and your awareness is there for everything else that's possible that it doesn't really matter if you're treading it every once in a while because you can just wash it off and carry on
0: no, that, that's good. Yeah, so, you know, if you're looking for a relationship, I've got one or two friends who are, it's like concentrate on what you want, not what you don't want.
1: Yeah, and if you'll find that struggle, which most people that I work with do, and that's why they're in the situation they're in at the, at the moment, then flip, you don't want this.
0: Yes, okay, yeah. so, yeah, just if, if you find yourself drifting that way, it's like what's the diagrammatically opposite of unhappy looking <laughs> yeah I, I was trying to be kind for yeah so for you instance know. if
1: you're looking for someone you don't want to be cheated on like yeah. you don't say I, I i don't want to i want to find someone who won't cheat on me yeah it, i want to find someone i can trust I want yes and that that kind of thing just being able to use a more positive frame reference so that your brain is actually then seeking what you're looking for rather than seeking out what you're trying to avoid
0: uh, that's interesting because that's a common theme and um, you know feeding your brain i think it's been a pretty much common thread through the podcast series that i've been doing you need to feed your brain to tell it what it is that you're looking for mm-hmm. and very often lo and behold
1: yes it, it will
0: definitely. come yeah. or more importantly you'll notice it
1: well that's that there's a part of your brain that left you that's called a reticular activating system
0: yes i love it i yeah. love it
1: and uh, it's the thing that brings things into your consciousness, into your awareness. So if I said to you next time you go out just see as many red cars as you can find, because your, your focus is on looking for red cars, your brain says, OK, if you're looking for red cars, I will help you to find those. I'm not going to make this happen, as in I'm not going to create a result for that. That's up to you to, to create the result. But I will bring that awareness to you because you're telling me that's what you're looking for.
0: Okay, so that's quite an important thing for people to bear in mind. Your brain is very, very clever. It will notice things, but you need to tell it what you want it to notice.
1: Exactly.
0: Excellent. So we ask big, hairy, audacious goals, right? These are, you know, the big, huge ones. Have you had any in your life that you've been going for? Have you got any that you're working on at
1: the moment? I've worked a lot on my uh, own kind of issues. My, My, I had a major block that was that I was never going to amount to anything. That was my core belief that I grew up with. And up until about five, six years ago, I still held on to that belief and everything I did held me back. So as soon as I reached a certain level of success, my brain would say, yeah, but you don't deserve this. And I would do something which would then sabotage that ability. And that's still something I struggle with on occasion. It it creeps itself back in because it's a It was a deeply held Mm confidence, and I have to dismiss that on a regular basis. So it's taken me a while to kind of believe in myself and kind of get my own ideas about where I want to head off to. And so at the moment I'm focusing on really getting kind of this relationship guy persona scene. Yeah. That people know that I'm the person to come to for that specific space. Yeah. And I can help them in such a powerful way to help them to create the relationships they want for the future. Um, I'm still working on a lot of that stuff within myself because it's been my own self-destructive patterns of relationships which is I think have led me to this space. Okay. So there are still things that I work on with my coach in order to make sure that I keep myself focused on on the right space. That's really where I am at the moment. I'm Getting that message out there that this is who I am, this is what I do, this is how I can help. So come and see me, and we'll we'll get you to where you want to be.
0: That's good stuff. But it's interesting there that as a coach, you still have a coach.
1: I wouldn't necessarily see a coach. who didn't have a coach. Mm. Yes, uh, I think it's more vitally important that you know that we have someone. Even as a therapist, we have supervision. So we go and see a supervisor regularly to make sure that we're on the right track with the work that we're doing. And a coach does exactly the same thing as a coach. I can go to my coach. And another thing is why would I want someone to come and see me if I'm not prepared to do that?
0: Yourself. Mm.
1: Again, it's that authenticness, isn't it? That, you know, I'm authentic. I get someone that I talk to and someone that helps me and opens me up to where I am and points me in certain spaces and, and if I want someone to work with me in order to help them to do that, then I really need to be doing that myself.
0: Okay, so a worthwhile investment then, this coaching malarkey.
1: Most definitely. Excellent, <laughs> excellent.
0: So goals, when you're setting goals, or mm. if you're helping your clients to set goals, do you, do you write them down? Yes,
1: yeah, so I have something I use, which is called the 365 plan. Um, so we have obviously these longer term goals. So where do you see yourself in this amount of time? Uh, depending on where the again, like the focus so again with the nlp we look at people that are away from people and towards people Yeah. So people that walk away from that like to accept goals because they're moving away from pain or people that are moving towards pleasure so again we need to figure out what type of person they are so you know is this a goal that we're going to set because it needs to remove you from a space of pain or is this a place that we're going to move to because it's going to create you some pleasure and that will dictate some of their motivation to do stuff as well With the 365 plan, it's like, where where are we going to be in a year? Where do we want to be in three months in that case? Where do we need to be in uh, 30 days? Or what do we need to be doing this week in order to maintain our base that we're in to get towards those goals? And I also like the idea that, um, I'm just trying to remember the guy who said it now, is that we don't set out to achieve goals to reach those goals. We set out to be the person that can achieve them.
0: Oh, that's quite deep. Yeah, quite a just, nice little deep one.
1: Yeah, but so you can't
0: it, credit it with any to anybody. I can't anybody.
1: think of his name, but there is this not my <laughs> quote. It's um, <laughs> I read it could be could be Jim Rohn. I'm just uh, I
0: love Jim Rohn. He's one of my faves, absolute uh, favourites.
1: Name is escaping me exactly precisely at the moment, but that's again where I work with my clients is to become the person that is able to achieve the goals. So when I, as I said earlier on about overcoming limiting beliefs and core belief stuff. It's I am the person that can do this, rather than now I've achieved this. What is that? What is that like? Or what's next? Or it's about that whole kind of holistic journey of becoming the person that you want to be.
0: It's the growing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's and the if growing. You, you allow yourself to reach those goals, then you've generally got a very healthy relationship with yourself.
0: And I think uh, I think the relationship with yourself is probably the most important relationship that we have
1: most definitely the most important relationship
0: you have you know you can't go through life beating yourself up all the time
1: no everything, everything is just
0: not going to get anywhere
1: no if you have a if, if you have a, a healthy relationship with yourself then generally the relationships that you have outside of you are healthy but everything that you then turn your mind to is from a healthy space because you're doing it because you believe in yourself because you care for yourself And if you don't, then the negative impacts that will have, such as what I used to do, self-sabotage, not allowing good things into my life, uh, not being comfortable with any kind of success. Uh, And that was all down to how I saw myself and what I believed about myself.
0: So it's okay to be a little bit cocky.
1: (laughs) I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm Definitely, definitely proud of yourself is a major (laughs) block that people have is being able to say, you know, I'm proud of me. Yeah. Uh, okay that means you're a little bit cocky then yeah be a little bit cocky
0: a little bit south of arrogant i heard somebody say really well, you know otherwise you know you just well you need to talk to my wife about
1: yeah i think you know uh, where i fit well, but you to, I've, again i speak to so many people and i go well i don't want to sound big-headed i said no be as big-headed as you want this is what i want to hear from you i want to hear that you ple- you're pleased with what you've done that you're proud of what you've done that you're buying into your own success Again, tipping over into the the borderline of arrogance, then we need to just be careful, but then arrogant people are generally very really insecure, and it's bravado rather than actual business so um
0: or or capability or or you know yeah, okay, okay, so I just need to let everybody know I've written a book
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just throw that in there. My publicist says I need to sort of put that out there every now and again now, I was going to say. This is your little opportunity, you know, shameless plug time. It's like you can tell us what you're looking for
1: mm.
0: for in the way of clients. We'll make sure, obviously, all of your stuff is is available within the show notes so that, you know, when you boost this out to everybody and I boost it out to everybody, they get a chance to uh, have a contact with John and, mm-hmm. you know, develop their relationships. But what's the sort of thing, where, where do you think you can really, really help them? People, what sort of people are you really, really looking for?
1: So, I work predominantly with people that have either made a decision to avoid a relationship because they've had difficult relationships in the past and they've kind of given up on the idea of meeting the right person, or they keep meeting the wrong people still and they're going around in this kind of repetitive cycle of. these short to midterm relationships where they don't really ever seem to work out. And after lockdown, the first lockdown that we had because of the Corona pandemic, I started speaking to a lot of people that had spent a lot of time focusing on their business, their careers and hadn't spent time working on the relationships that they wanted. And they were finding themselves, why why am I alone? Why was I alone for Mm. those few months? So I've been doing quite a lot of work with them to understand what it is about themselves that meant that they hadn't spent that time looking for a relationship. Maybe their focus had just been entirely on their business and being a, trying to make a success of their career. Uh, but sometimes that was avoidance. Sometimes they'd had difficult relationship experiences as a kid and they just thought, you know, relationships are too unhealthy and I don't really want one. I just want to focus on an area of a life where I can be successful. Um, so anybody that m- wants to look for that relationship that's going to complement their life, So they've built their business, they've built their career and now they want to share that with someone but they're worried about what that might mean to them. We can then look out again, it's about what do you want from that relationship and we can find someone that can complement your lifestyle.
0: That's good. That sounds like I've got one of my followers who I know this is right up her alley, so to speak. Now that (laughs) probably came out wrong but anyway, they're not going to edit it. Why would they? So at this point as well, I put people on the spot. It's like, have you got a gem you know something that everybody needs to know how what's a you know a little soup of this is how to get a really seriously good relationship
1: okay so my one liner would be that nothing is personal so um everything that somebody does is because it meets their own needs so i might aim something at you but never take it personally because I'm doing it because I want to achieve something for myself. So if I'm nice to you, it's because I feel better being a nice person. If I'm not very nice to you, then it makes me feel better not to be a nice person. So it's about the needs that I'm trying to meet that will determine my outlook and my behaviors. And then you're just a byproduct of that. So if we can start wow. personally, then that's massively helpful because then we don't go into our own defensive spaces or, or have a managed well they're not able to press our buttons and set off our triggers and then we can manage things in a much healthier and calmer and pleasant state for ourselves so that will be my one line nugget and that will also then help you with your relationships too but to find the right type of relationship I would suggest what we've probably already touched on is if you think about what you want from somebody how do you want to feel when you're with someone, so to really focus on what it is that you want for the next person, and I'm not talking about perfectionism because, as we know, that's going to lead you down a, a path of destruction, mm. um, and you'll never be satisfied if you're looking for perfection. Mm-hmm. But it's just about putting that out there. Okay, this is what I want for my relationship next time. I want this person to have this about them i want to feel like this when i'm with them
0: that's an interesting point i want to feel like this when i'm with them
1: yeah
0: wow i like that did you put that sort of stuff out there Uh, that will affect the way that you actually act as well if you want to get it back which is something you were touching on there i think yeah it's about
1: noticing how you feel if I feel uncomfortable with someone or, or I don't trust that person or there's something quite, that I'm not quite comfortable with, it's really important that you acknowledge that. And, and again, it's also, you know, actually, I do feel like this one of this person. So I guess, you know, this is, this is something I really want to be. This is a, this is a, this is a relationship i like to be in because it, I feel like this when I'm in it. And that's a massively important state to create for yourself.
0: There we go. What a perfect position to end in. You've all got everything that you now need for a perfect relationship in a 20-minute podcast. Of course you haven't. What you need to do is get hold of the relationship guy, John Kenny, and his details are contained in the show notes, and see. And I think everybody can improve on their relationship, no matter how wonderful it seems. I think there's always ways in which you can improve things. But thank you for that, John. Have really appreciate long. you uh, joining me today and um, we'll catch up again soon.
1: Yeah, lovely. Thanks for having me on. It lovely to see you and uh, take care of yourself.
0: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk.